Hi, everyone. Um, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you to everyone who has joined early. Thank you so much. So we're going to start just because, I mean, it's time and it would be nice that you guys who came in first should, um, for you guys to experience, like, for you guys to experience some sort of love for coming early, right? As opposed to waiting for people who didn't make it on time. So we will start a little bit about me. My name is Blessing Abeng and I am a branding and communications manager. So I would explain that, but I'll first tell you my story. I noticed that um, I used to do a lot of things. I like doing a lot of things. Um, I really liked to, I liked business. I liked business a lot. I could write business plans. I could write proposals. I could do so many great things. And my friends used to ask me a lot for business ideas as well. So I could do that. I was really, really like amazing at doing plenty of things. But I also had like creative ideas. I had, um, I had passion for entrepreneurs, but I also really liked the creative space and a friend of mine just looked at me one day and said, listen, I think what you do is branding and there is a school where you can actually just foster this thing that you do. So I went ahead and I did it. And so we did the whole branding thing and it was fun because, um, why was it fun? It was fun because I somehow felt settled. Like this really was speaking my language and why am I telling you all this? So branding is really not about a logo, a color, a font, you know, all those cute things, packaging. That's not what branding is. Branding is really, really about who you are as a business or as a person. And why that is important is because once you understand branding and you become a communications person, you begin to care about um the business goals as well. So you will not manage social media just for social media's sake. You would manage social media, but also figure out how your social media management later ties back to business goals. So what I do in a nutshell is that I help you discover yourself and the value that you offer and I help you communicate that value to your friends, your coworkers, your team, your um, customers, and most importantly, your investors if you have those or partners what we'll be talking about today i'm sure like um, women will already shared a couple of um key points that we'll be talking about um there are five majorly we'll have introduction to personal branding we will then talk about discovering your identity then we will talk about understanding your audience choosing your platforms and finally creating and publishing your content so why it has been arranged like this, even if the title is the rule of content, is because you, are, you can only create and publish content based on your identity. And as we progress, you get to understand why that is and why things are like that. So I'm super excited. If you are in the chat box, please tell me what your expectations are. I'll give five minutes for us to like write down our expectations from this webinar. What are you looking to learn? What are you looking to um, take away from this webinar? So please in the um, chat box, please let me know. Thank you. I'll be waiting for five minutes.
Like, why did you come here? Why did you register for this webinar? What do you want to take out of it? So just like one thing you want to take out, it doesn't have to be, um, one thing you want to take out, it doesn't have to be long. Please reply to me in the chat. Yep. Okay, well. Okay, guys, I'm actually reading everything you said. Well, crafting your story. Okay. Tips on how to build your personal brand and tell your story. Okay. How to create content to draw in potential clients. That's great. Clarity and understanding your personal brand. I can actually promise you clarity, but the only way anything I'm going to say is going to make sense. Um, is by oh that's amazing thank you so the only way anything i'm going to say is going to make sense is by um taking everything i say but channeling it into your life and your situation and your current realities it is an application thing so if for example um gary v comes in and says i have to create 50 content a day 50 content types a day i will catch my I realized that Gary V has a whole team that will, and so that may not necessarily be my reality right now. However, I guess what he's trying to say about consistency, and I get what he's trying to say about um, creating diverse content types. So what I would try to then do is take what he has said about creating different content types and channel it to my life and say, okay, these are the three content types I'm going to create. This is how often I will post and this is how I will be consistent. So I hope like that's also your approach. You need to, um, again, another example is if you are on IG a lot, on Instagram, if you're on Instagram a lot, you will notice that um, three or four, in, um, what are they called, motivational speakers, not just motivational speakers, but three or four people who um, are thought leaders can say three or four different things. But how you know what to um, take from everything they have said is by filtering things according to your reality and according to your value system. So don't worry, we're going to talk about value systems as well today. And I'm super excited that you guys are really, really here, pumped up and ready to learn. Wow, 41 people, that's great. And it's just seven minutes. All right. Um, let's just delve straight into it. Um, please just um, please just share more. I mean, keep sending things that you want to learn if that's one of, like, I mean, please. And then there is a Q&A box. So if I, as I'm talking, if there is something you hear that you want, like, I mean, you want to ask a question or something, just go to the Q&A box, put your question there. And when I'm done, I will take them that's just there so you don't forget all right um thank you guys again for joining i'm so excited i mean i had to beg peace to open up the group i'm so excited okay back to serious face <laughs> okay um this is my this is my notes my all my notes are here so if i keep looking at my phone please don't feel bad i'm just like that's where my notes are all right so the first thing is the introduction to personal branding. So here I'm just going to tell you why you should care about personal branding, what personal branding is, and what personal branding can do for you. All right, let's go right into it. Okay. So I get the question a lot, like what is personal branding? And the cool thing is, 
Oh, thank you so much, Miriam. I, I just saw your compliment. Thank you. Um, so the cool thing about branding in general, so I've heard a lot of misconception. And if you were here earlier, you probably heard me say um, branding, your brand is not a logo, your brand is not a product, your brand is not your name, it is not your, it is not your packaging, it is not a website, it's not all those things, it's not your office address, it is not your color, it's not your font but it is your brand is who you are at every point where your potential customer interacts with you in fact it's who you are shikina and because i don't know if you've ever noticed when people ask you tell me about yourself you get really flustered and the reason why you're flustered is not because i mean you don't know maybe well for some people is that they don't know who they are but it's also because like who you are is so many things in fact who you are is just like the middle point between who you were and who you are trying to be. And sometimes you don't even notice when you leave who you were to who you've become, right? So it's a pretty tricky question. However, I've come to realize that who you are is rooted in your core. So I'll give you a practical example. Google. Google has changed their logo over time in the last couple of years. Google of the 90s or 2000s is not the Google of right now. Google is so different. Like their fonts have changed. Their style has changed. So many things has changed. But I realized something. Their core has not. Every other thing they have built around their brand still ties back to the most important core that they have. It's probably to give you all the answers you need to become the resourceful answers. So if you want answers, you can get it on YouTube. If you want answers, you can get it through via map, depending on what kind of questions you are asking. It's like they've become the repository to answer all your questions. And that has not changed. You know, it has only evolved. And that's who you should be. Like you need to identify your core, understand who are you like at the bottom of everything. Same thing for Apple. Apple is still a minimalist brand. Apple is still a, I don't want to say luxury brand, but like a pity brand, but it is still, it's so minimalist and the experience is consistent. So when you walk into an Apple store, you walk into, um, if you open an Apple um, device, they're not paying me for this, by the way. It's just, I really love the brand. And you open like the box where you open the box of a new Mac or a new iPhone, the experience is consistent. You is minimalist, but you you feel some sort of joy. You know, you can't open the battery and hit it like this. That's not for Apple. So those kind of things, right? Is who they are. It has crafted your perception of them. And why am I saying all this? Because at the end of the day, I need you to understand this. It's really, really important that I am saying this. Because um, if you don't understand the core, you would always get it wrong. So at the end of the day, your brand is like, okay, one last example. So if someone asked you, um, do you know Blessing Abeng? Who is she? And tell me about her. You're not just going to be like, Blessing Abeng is a lady. You know, you won't be like, oh, she's dark in complexion and not so tall and has a lot of hair. So you would keep going. You keep explaining that, oh, Blessing Abeng is dark. She's not so tall. She has a lot of hair. She's fun. She likes to 
TikTok and all of those kind of things. You know, she has an Instagram page called this, and this is what she does. She knows a lot about branding and communications. You begin to explain and like, so the reason you're going through all of that stress to explain is because there's so many facets to me and branding is the moment where all those facets come together into one, which is who you are. No, your personal brand is literally the same thing, right? Unfortunately, like everything else, people already have opinions about your personal brand. In fact, you have a personal brand, whether you're trying or not. Your personal brand is already formed. So if you ask a couple of people like, oh, what do you think of me? They would already give you their opinions. So it's up to you to then decide to be in control of your personal brand. And so the goal of everything we're going to be doing today is to ensure that your intended message, your intended brand becomes your perceived brand. So if what you've intended is that, oh, I want people to think I am classy and luxury, but everybody sees you as shabby, you have not, you are, you still have a personal brand. It's just not what you want it to be. So the goal is just for you to take control of your personal brand. I hope this is clear. Please, if you have any questions, use the Q&A box. So um, I can answer when I'm done. Great. So why is personal branding important? I get this question a lot. And to be honest, I'm going to also try not to use very gigantic words. I'm going to try to keep it really simple so that everybody can follow and you will not be bored. So I would use um, Rihanna as an example. Rihanna built her brand as a musician. And so the day she woke up and came to us and said, hi guys, I'm going to be an actress. And she acted. We accepted her. And then she came again and was like, oh, Fenty, makeup, blah. We accepted her. She still did her marketing and everything, but it was easier to convince us because we already know Rihanna. It's like Rihanna. We like Rihanna already. So therefore, we like Fenty Beauty. Same thing for Kylie Jenner. Uh, people already knew her based on top of mind from the keeping up with the Kardashians thing. And it wasn't too difficult for her to come up and tell us that she had a makeup brand people would buy. So one of the key things you want to do, your personal brand helps you sell your business better. It also helps people trust you because now they can put a brand, like a face to the brand. If you don't brand yourself, people will just, brand you how they want and it might not necessarily fit into your life you know so your personal brand can influence your business and you don't want it to influence your business negatively it's super important um it's there's also a lot of noise in the world and you don't want to get lost in the midst of all that noise you want to also be able to be a voice you have something you have to offer there's value wherever you are that you can offer some people don't feel confident enough in their value but it's important there's something one of my friends always says, like I Googled one day and I found that that's on Amazon. There is actually a book called how to turn on your computer. And it sounds so basic, like how to turn on the computer, just press on button, right? Apparently there are people who need that guidance. The people who don't know how to turn on the on button, as simple as it sounds. And the things I found myself Googling before, for like oh how to make yeast right make bread rice or something like that how to make bread rice or things like that very silly stuff and naturally the person who has that idea or who already knows it might think what's that like what's the the reason i started teaching and i started accepting invites like this is because i realized that as much as i know which is also still little 
as much as I know, the people who need that much that I know. So don't undermine anything that you know. Find a way to add value to people with those things that you know. So um, not just about your business, but your personal brand can impact hiring. Um, for a long time, I have not really physically applied to any company to say, oh, hello, this is my CV, hire me. I can't even remember the last time anybody asked for my CV. Because I have a good personal brand. And most times people just look at my Instagram, I look at my LinkedIn, I look at, in fact, sometimes they don't even look at my LinkedIn. Just look at my Instagram, I look at my website, and they're like, oh, blessing, hi. Um, we'd like you to work with us. Or I would speak at an event, and they're like, oh, hi. Do you want to manage our brand? And so I find that I'm not pitching as much for things, and I'm not even, um, I'm not applying for jobs. Jobs find me, right? So you want to be able to increase your career value as well. And that's one thing um, your personal brand can do for you. People will trust you more. Expectations of the world will not phase or pressure you. So you won't be like, oh, what is this Timmy now doing? And you follow. And then what is Salim now doing? Then you follow. Then what is everything that Art now doing? You follow. So you would stop like jumping from place to place and you'd be more focused knowing what to borrow from home and in what ways to apply it to your life. You would give yourself your permission to be yourself because now you know who you are, right? So there is no need to be trying to please anybody. I'm obsessed with black and white. Everybody knows that. So if you see me black and white, great. If I'm shopping now, most of my shopping goes around black, white, yellow. And then if I see something that is another color, but I really, really love it, it would just be like an extra to my wardrobe. So there is so much clarity. Sorry, I used the fashion example, but like, I mean, that was like hanging right there. I'm also a minimalist. So I don't have to apologize for not having a lot of stuff where I am or like for being very clutter free and things like that. I'm very clear. I know, I know what I'm trying to achieve in life. So you need to um, know that that would work for you as well. And it will make it easier for you to gain confidence. You become a go-to person in your area of expertise and you're differentiated from your competition. I also tell people one last thing and so far, I probably have not given you any active step, but I just want to prepare your mind for everything I'm saying. And if you are writing or taking notes, you would have learned something by now um, about gaining, about being um, the go-to person or being an expert, about differentiating yourself rather from the competition. A lot of times, your unique selling point is not necessarily a big deal. Like it's not exactly all oh, that we add salt and maggie into our cake. Don't do that. But for example, you know, it's not like you add Maggie to your cake. It's just probably because of who you are as a person. So one of the unique things I do for my clients is I already am personable and it's easy for me to make friends and meet people. And so if I meet someone, I'm consistently seeking, how can I add value to you? What do you need? What can I add? Like, chicken, I'm always asking those questions. Or oh, I'm listening to getting cue of what they need and so when that happens i can easily take my friend a and connect to my friend b and so that already is a unique point for me so anybody who goes into business with me already knows that anywhere that i see an opportunity for you i will sell your markets see yeah so your personal brand is made up of three core things your identity your credibility sorry your identity your communication, and your credibility. So today we will focus on your identity and your communication.
yeah because we have just one hour and 20 minutes is gone already so your identity is the flavor that attracts people your communication is what helps them you know feel certain about that attraction you know it helps them linger for a while but your credibility is what keeps people for your identity it's really easy to figure out to be honest so i'm going to probably give you an assignment not really an assignment but say what i'm trying to see how i can copy and paste this for you guys or you know what don't worry so key things you should just ask yourself maybe take notes um what makes you happy what do you um love about yourself i know these are like basic questions and everything but they give you the best insights i promise you so what makes you happy what do you love about yourself what don't you love about yourself um five adjectives to describe you and don't just take like five adjectives of your own also ask like five friends to tell you five other adjectives that they would use or five adjectives to describe you then when they tell you you compare those five ad- adjectives to the one that you have and then you would know whether your intended message is already your perceived message or if it is not then you would go ahead to find out what are your values and i will teach you how to figure out your values don't worry a lot of people just borrow values that are not really authentically theirs so i'll teach you that then also do um go back to like when we're all done google your name incognito and see what is being said about you. If nothing is being said about you, that's a good and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because you've not been doing anything. It means like not a lot of people know you. That's sad. And the good thing is you have a blank canvas to be able to create a new perception of yourself. If you find something you don't like, it's an opportunity for you to rectify and be like, okay, so I don't like how my brand is currently being perceived right now. I don't want to be known as this thing. So what I'm going to do is this don't worry, I'll tell you what this is later. Um, also, find write down three celebrities or icons that you admire, as, as in the personal, three personal brands that you admire, and then write down why you actually admire those brands. Then ask yourself, how would I describe myself to a personal friend? Like to a potential friend, how? Like if someone asked me, um, hi, I'd like to meet you. What would I say? How would I describe myself? How would I, when you're trying to impress a potential friend, you sound a bit more personal and say great things about yourself. So what would you say? And then what are things that you, you're doing to change the things that you don't love about yourself? And then my favorite thing, what is your personality? Now don't just go, oh, I'm a sanguine. Oh, I'm a melan. Don't worry about it. I'm not about to bite my tongue, but just don't go, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert. That's not enough because some of us are in between somewhere, but there is more. So one of my favorite platforms to help me discover that is 16personalities.com. I'm typing that right now, 16personalities.com. So later when we're done with this, please go back, check what your personality is. And the reason why this is important is also because when you find your personality and you hear the things, there's things you might agree with and the things you might not, but then it gives you a better view of, oh, this is how I am. I probably, this is why I'm like this. So maybe I stop forcing myself to be an extrovert because you probably are not. If you notice that you're not an extrovert and maybe that's not something you want to be like, you're not an, like you're an introvert and you don't want to be an extrovert. There is a way to build your brand around being an introvert. So you just have to, determine 
I'm going into content already, but let me just share. So you just have to determine what do I want to share and what do I never want to share? It is possible for you to be an introvert and have a very private life on Instagram. Very private, like so private and still grow. You know, one of the things, Sia, Sia is an introvert. Sia, the musician, S-I-A, she's an introvert. She used to wear masks. We didn't know her for the longest time, but we loved her music because, because she embraced her introversion and just took it like that. And we loved her for who she was. She just showed us like, oh, these are the things going on in my head, but I will not show you in my face. And that was perfect for us. She was giving us her voice and that was enough for us. So if you don't want to ever have to show your face, it's fine as a personal brand, right? But another thing I tell everybody is that your face is your logo. So while Sia never showed us her face, she gave us a mask to be content with. While Lagbaja never showed us his face, he gave us a mask to be content with. So you can't just not give us anything. Like we cannot be seeing black hole when we imagine your face. We need to be able to see something because that's truly what your logo is. So give us something to be able to look at, right? So if it's going to be a mask, if it's going to be an animation, give me something to identify you with. Now I'm going forward after that. What next? Um... Guys, I'm trying to skip stuff that are not that relevant. Okay. So you then need to understand yourself. Understanding yourself is also telling yourself the truth. Now, I'm not saying do not dream, but I'm saying, I'm not saying do not dream. I'm saying um, be realistic. Realistic in the sense that I once worked with a brand while I worked in the agency. And we told them that, oh, this your brand is a second best kind of brand. Like you are the second option people go to when they can't afford this one. So milk it, right? We, we told them that and it was a difficult pill. So sorry, guys. A call is coming into my laptop. Let me just end that right now. Okay. So it was a very difficult pill for them to swallow. It was like, how, like, why? Why would we be second best when we're here trying to be best? Too bad. It was really important that if they had taken second best, just the way the tussle between Benz and BMW happens or Coke and um, Coke and um, Pepsi, if they had just agreed to be second best, they probably would have been able to gather all the information that they needed. They would have been able to get more cult following. They would have been able to get people who love them for who they were. So I'm not saying that you should go through your life feeling like, oh, I am second best. It's just like an understanding that I am not this person. So they were so intent on copying those people and they were too distant from their reality, which was an alternate luxury. What am I saying? research your audience and research how they use you if you're not use you but like how they perceive you right now that way you'll be able to know how to meet them at the point of their need when you know yourself and you compare that self with things that people tell you so for example if somebody already tells you that you flare up your hot head 
you can tell yourself the truth and be like, okay, I flare up and a hot head, but I don't necessarily like this version of myself. So this is what I want to do to change it. Guys, don't worry. We're getting to the crux of the personal brand part. So the, at the end of the day, what we're saying is just know yourself, manage your reputation, manage how you look. Um, how you look is also super important because like I'm not saying be glammed up all the time and everything, but unfortunately in this life we have eyes, except you're talking to blind people. Most people already have an opinion of you when you walk into a room or when you come on your profile or when they look at you on Instagram. It's like there are things we have been thoughts maybe the things we just mentally associate with things so if somebody keeps wearing designer clothes shoes bags blah 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 we just assume the person is rich even if that's not the reality do you get what i mean so you also have to look the part so if you want to look like tech laid back you can go ahead and wear t-shirts and jeans for things that you want to do you know if you want to look all suited up and everything that's fine if you want to look all glam that's fine. If you don't want glam to be your brand, that's also fine. But understanding why those things don't matter to you is also important. So, yeah. There was a movie I watched called um, Founder. And what I really loved about the movie was that the guy who ended up is a story about McDonald's, actually. He took McDonald's business because he knew he understood the brand better Kenny, please leave your questions in the Q&A. And for the assignment I gave, is really for you to be honest. So just be accountable to yourself. Do it in private and then ask me on Instagram if you have questions that you cannot ask here. Right? And then, um, what was I saying? Founder. Yeah. So I watched the movie called Founder and the guy realized that McDonald's was not a food business. It wasn't even a franchise business. Apparently, your famous McDonald's that you know is a real estate business. Why? Because they buy all the lands that McDonald's franchises are opened on. So if you want to have a McDonald's franchise, they buy the land and you lease the land for a very long time. So they make money off you leasing the land than off selling McDonald's. How awesome is that? That is how knowing yourself helps you. Like you being able to know who you're talking to, what they really need and what solution you should be providing. Okay, I've flogged this too much. So let's move on. Now, the next phase is understanding like what do you really have to offer? Like where is, like at, at what point do I find my niche? So my strategy for finding niche, I don't know if this applies to everybody, but I can help with this, Right. Figure out what your soft skills are. Soft skills are things that are not necessarily learned in school. Soft skills are things like emotional intelligence or like um, communication skills. Not my kind of communication because that, that is learned in school. But like communication, like maybe you're personable, maybe like networking, like all those kind of things. Those are soft skills. Your ability to be personable, your ability to listen, all of those things, soft skills. Then write down your hard skills as well. Or you can draw like a Venn diagram and put all of these things in different circles. So what are your soft skills? What are your hard skills? What are you passionate about? What do you love to do? What do you really just have passion for? Then um, right after that, what are you educated about? Like what do you have, have um, 
um, knowledge about? What do you really, really know? The point where all of these things intersect with one very important part, which is, do people really need it? And not just need, but they, do they need it enough to want to pay for it? That kind of thing. That's the point where you find your niche. Like, what do they really, check out what I'm saying. Like, that thing, that middle, where all those things, hard skills, soft skill, knowledge, passion, and willing to pay slash need is that middle. That is really what your niche is. So try to figure that out. And next thing next, create goals. So a lot of you have told me now that, oh, you want to learn about how to get your clients, how to write content, how to tell your story. But really, really, really behind all of that, what is the goal? Two things. What is your why and what is your goal? What is your why as in why are you doing things you are doing? And what is your, how do you measure your accomplishment? Like what are you trying to achieve with these things that you want to do? So if you have a convincing reason why you're doing what you're doing, it makes it easier for you to stay consistent even when things are not working out. Maybe if your followers are not growing, you'd at least still be able to stay consistent. Try to write your goals down in the SMART way, the S-M-A-R-T way that everybody has taught us. The reason why that is important, again, is because you can now be specific. You can measure what you're writing. I think that that strategy is super brilliant. Okay, let's just move on so that I make this really quick. So based on those things I told you to write, your soft skill, hard skill, I would, let me write this down for you guys as like a classwork you should do. I'm giving a lot of assignments because I know if I just talk you through everything, you might end up not doing. I don't remember the strategy I mentioned. Oh my God. I'm so Okay. Okay. Yeah. Soft skill, hard skill. I'm, I'm on it. I'm writing it now. This will help you. I'm writing it. I'm typing it into the chat. This will help you figure that out. So I love, insert your passion. Dash. And dash. So based on whatever intersects, you'll be able to feel this better. Guys, I'm trying to type all. So just please be patient with me. I promise it won't take too long. So please answer these and when you answer it, post on your Insta story and tag me so I can get to know you, you know. I will share my handle as well. So yes, please answer this. This is the answer this, post on your Insta story and tag me. Yep. So I've shared it in the webinar chart. I've, yeah, webinar chat. So the reason why this is important is because then you'll be able to ask yourself the question that, am I knowledgeable about my soft skill, hard skill, and passion? And is this something people would be willing to pay for? Okay. So I was talking about goals and I'm like, write down your goals. So if, for example, you have social media goals, I'll give you 
uh, real life story, mine. I, last year, I went, in fact, for the longest time, I've been on Instagram for forever and I have been posting just because. Like, I just share content based on what I want to share, like, just because, right? And I realized that I knew a lot of things. And when people met me in real life, they learned a lot from me. So it's like, okay, maybe I could actually share this with people. But a part of me, I've, I've always converted, um, converted swipe up feature on Instagram. I really badly want it because I feel like it would make your content journey easier. So I don't want it for influencer status because I'm already an influencer. I was an influencer even with 5,000 followers. People were paying me. But I just wanted that swipe up feature so then I don't have to even say link in bio. You can just go straight from my, um, from my stories to whatever thing I'm talking about. And you don't have to like skip journeys. And so that was really important to me. And so I started paying attention to things I said and things I did. And that was when I learned how important it is to talk to one person. So your ability to be able to talk to one customer, everything I'm talking about right now is under discovering your identity. And we're about to get into understanding your audience in case you're following. So um, I, then important, I then realized how important it is to talk to one person and just like being able to touch the life of one person in my audience list. And so far, I've been able to grow to like in about 9,000 followers plus, I think it was 9,000 the day before yesterday. So yeah, to 9,000. And the reason why this is cool is because I had a goal that by me, I would be able to use the swipe up feature. And that was how very specific it was. So you need to try to have very specific goals, but for the very right reasons. So when you say, I want 10,000 followers, the other question is why? Why do you want 10,000 followers? And even when you answer that why, also ask yourself why again? Why is that important, right? So I hope that helps you. Please set smart goals. Set goals like, okay, I want to have two clients or 10 clients before the end of the year. Why? Because so, so, and so, maybe to give you validation. But at the end of the day, what that helps you do is that you have a fundamental reason, a fundamental drive that is pushing you. And so when you finally accomplish that goal, especially if it's time-bound, you get some sort of what's the word you you're happy actually okay um i think a poll just popped up please fill the poll it's not pride if you can back it up but we just had a conversation with um pctini today and the learning point from that conversation is it's not pride if it's fact so please let me just you know bask in my facts Okay, so up next, we're going straight into value. So as part of discovering your identity, right, it's important to understand the value that you are passing across. If you don't know that value, you can't communicate it. So what is the value you have to offer? You need to think about what is unique about you first. What can you really give? So you know that thing I told you, by now, based on your niche, you would know what you can actually offer people. You would know how you can craft that into a selling point. Right. If you don't know, please DM me on Instagram and I would be willing to help you figure it out. But value is anything anybody considers to be beneficial or important to them. So for people who follow Maraji, what is important to them right now is laughing. And laughing is value to them. So as long as Maraji or Tao is funny, they are fine. You know, they've gotten value. Same thing for people who follow Salem King. It's like, oh, Salem King rather. The reason people follow him is to 
get some sort of inspiration in a way that is not too serious, in a way that is punchline enough but hits the nail on the head. So what is the value that you offer? And don't make the value just about yourself, but also about the people you're trying to reach out to because if they, they're the only ones who can define what value is. So if they don't perceive it as value, um, um, they're not really giving value, they're just sharing stuff. Okay, so after this value conversation, there's the second type of value, which is your personal values, right? Your personal value is just important beliefs and ideals that apply to you based on like your moral standing, environment, culture, experiences, different things in life. So you need to, a lot of times people project their values on people by default. It's like, oh, because I value honesty, I'm going to like, I mean, I expect honesty of everyone. So try to think about things that are important to you, you know, characteristics, behaviors that motivate you, things that guide your decisions. Ask yourself questions like, what's important to me in my life? If I could have any other career without worrying about money, what would it be? Um, when I read stories, what makes me tick? What makes me angry? Um, what kind of behavior can I not stand? What kind of behavior can I not forgive? Or what kind of, well, please forgive all behaviors. I mean, I think um, the universe would appreciate if you forgive people. But like, but what things irritate you? So for example, I don't really fancy learning. So, and that's important to me. I also value simplicity. That's also really important to me. It doesn't mean I will judge you for not being simple. It just means that that's my way. I like simplicity. I identify and I connect better with things that are simple. So one of my values is simplicity, which often is said also to be minimalism in the way that I practice it. So figure out what your values are. Arrange them according to the order of things that matter to you and do not matter to you, you know. The reason why this is important is it will help you get some sort of clarity. It will help you define your personal brand even better. It will help you with your goal setting. Because based on your values now, you will look, this goal that I set, is it in line with my value? Or do I have to like defeat things that I don't stand for? What do you stand for really? That, at the end of the day, that's all you're trying to find out. What do you stand for? Don't just go and copy people's values and be like, oh, they said, um, don't copy people's value and just be like, oh, they said integrity, something, something. Don't be that person. All right, guys. So now we're going straight to defining your audience. Oh, God. Wow. This is a lot of talk. So, um, wow. There are two ways to define an audience, right? There's demography and then there is um, psychography. When you're trying to figure out demography, all of those location, age, gender, all of those things come into play. But again, even within the gender, within the location, within the age, psychography is really what makes people the way they are. So things like what are their challenges? What kind of behaviors do they exhibit? What is their inspiration? What is their motivation? What are their goals? This kind of thing, right? So I have an audience persona guide that I often share. Um, I will try and, well, I don't know how I'm going to share this thing with you guys, but I see that um, Adebola is helping me out. So thank you very, very much. Um, all right. So I'm going to also send you like a framework, but really all I'm simply saying is where does your customer live? That helps you with location. Who is your customer? It's really nice to have gender 
um, clarity about who your customer is. And I will give a practical example to help you not feel guilty about picking a gender if your brand is not um, genderless. So um, Victoria's Secret is obviously a women brand because obviously their product is worn by women. The definition of your target market is somebody who needs your service and is willing to pay for it. So don't just fall for the thing of, oh, um, they need it now, so blah, blah, blah. If they're not willing to pay for it, maybe they're not really your target market. They're just aspiring. So maybe you can keep, you know, you can feed them to help, to, you know, inspire them one day that when you finally make the money to be able to pay for it, also ensure your price is reasonable. But like, inspire them, you know, to be able to afford it later. Pure water is water. Ever water is water. Fiji water is water. But they do have the same prices, right? Um, Pure water is like 10 naira. Ever water is 15 naira. And Fiji water is 1,000 naira. And people are buying all three. It's just different types of people are buying them. So you can determine, do I want more quantity at a lower price or do I want less quantity at a higher price? Don't feel the pressure to reduce your pricing without necessarily making it clear that, oh, I'm giving you a 20% discount, a 50% discount, a 10% discount, right? Um, also understand, I also tell people that oxygen, your target market can be everybody. First, now I was talking about Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret's um, brand is for females, obviously, and they're very certain about, we don't want plus size women to wear our clothes. We want this type of women to wear it. They went under the knife. People insulted them and everything, but it's like, that's our brand and that's what we want to do. It hasn't stopped skinny women from buying their clothes, you know? So it's like, if another Victoria's Secret person, another plus size woman wants to go create her own um, plus size secret, she can go right ahead, you know? That's, that's not what we're doing. Same thing for Vogue. Vogue has their vibe. Every individual has like different vibes. So if you want to focus on inspiring women, go right ahead. If you want to focus on inspiring men, go right ahead. Only based on the kind of products you are offering, you would know who is more likely to um, patronize you. But if your brand is genderless, own it as well. It's probably genderless. Um, what does your customer live? What do they do? What is their income average? It's important to know what their income average is because if I earn 50K, I might not be willing to pay 50K for a course. So if you know that your target market ends 50k, it means like one year ahead, you have to be advertising your product before the day or six months ahead so they can pay for it. What are their needs really? And your, their needs don't necessarily have to be tailored only to your product. Think about their needs in terms of um, other things like, okay, a Lagosian, for example, might be experiencing traffic. So if traffic is one of the needs of the Lagosian, how can I add the traffic like, how can I alleviate their problem? How can I solve their problem and still help them deal with traffic situations that they may be facing, right? Um, also understand what is their lifestyle. So based on the lifestyle, you can have these people on social media all the time. Do they like to go out on, like, to hang out with friends and kids, all of this kind of thing? You know, are they tech savvy? Those kind of things. I mean, if a person is not tech savvy, there's no reason why you should be trying to sell a product to my grandmother and you're telling me that it's on the internet, except, of course, I am your target market. So now this is different as in there's a difference between a customer and a consumer. A consumer is the person who uses your product and the customer is the one who pays for it. So sometimes these two people are the same. Sometimes they're different. My example that I love the most is Pampers because like Pampers are used by babies, but the people who pay for it are parents. So your ability to identify the difference between the two will help you in your communication. You see, we're gradually entering communication. 
Um, another thing is television. Television is consumed by you and I, but oftentimes we're not the ones who pay for the advertisements and things like that. So you need to be very clear about who your consumer is and who your customer is. Your audience is also not your customer. So I see a lot of people who aspire to have 20,000 followers on Instagram so that they can um, get more clients. My darling, only 10% of your followers would ever really buy from you. Ask anybody who has a lot of followers. They'll tell you only 10% would buy from you. And what will you then do? The reason why the other 90% are not useless is because they're not useless because they might jump on your free store. They might, you know, share your content. What you want to do is change the other 90% into evangelists so that they can also talk about you to reach other people who would then be willing to buy from you. So today, when I've gotten like four client requests about people who want my services, and that's just because I shared content on Instagram, and then people who were not going to pay money for it shared it to people who were willing to pay money for it. So pay attention to that as an important part of content, right? So also know how does your customer behave? Where are your customers? Where can you find them? Your customers are not everywhere. The 160 million people in Nigeria are not all your customers because some people are babies. Some people are like old. You know, you can't just target everybody. You always be very strategic about who you are talking to and be realistic as well so that your strategy is realistic. And one of the most important things I tell people to do is this. What is my, why would my customer doubt me? Like when they hear about me, what would they see? So most likely, a lot of people use this voice as a reason to not do, which is the wrong approach actually. What you should do instead is when somebody says, oh, listen to the brand communication is amazing. Somebody's like, mm, what does she really know about branding? Like how old is she? Like how old is she? What can she possibly know? My answer to that, like based on that, I can then create content and be like, um, branding is not by it's not by number of years it's by number of brands and these are all the brands that i have worked with you see how that works so always figure out why would they doubt me and based on that doubt either create content but also in your communication dish out the value don't repeat the doubt don't be like i know some of you might be saying that um i'm too young to think he said just just go straight to why am i qualified to do this for you see that's how that works um a good way to be able to sell your or communicate your product. See guys, we've moved into communication. A good way to be able to communicate your value and thing you're offering is list out what the features of that service or product are. Now I would use a what do I have here? What are the features of this sensor? He has a lead top. Black and it's a sharp nibble. Right? Those are three features. So what are the benefits of each feature? The lead makes it easier for the pencil not to finish because it's not ink. Um, or at least you only finish when the lead finishes. Um, it's also malleable. I can make it blunt and sharp. So that's a benefit maybe. Um, also, it's great for charcoal type of drawing, like lead pencil drawing. And it doesn't stain like ink. So those are like benefits, right? So I can put it anywhere and it would be safe. It is black. It is black might just be an emotional benefit that it would probably match anything I do. I don't know. Or it is black might just be something that might appeal to my, my brand if the person knows me directly. Like that's a benefit. And then it's a sharp nibble as in anytime it breaks, I can always sharpen it. It's not like a barrier that if it breaks and I might not be able to 
put the pieces back together again. So that's how you take a feature and make it a benefit. So based on that benefit, describe the benefits in a way that it would be valuable to me and then identify with my main problem. So if, for example, one of my problems is I can never find a pencil that is black, you can then explain to me that this is the pencil that we solve all my problems. So I, I know using pencil is a bit like sh shallow, but like um, if I need a pen that, I, I mean, the reason I buy barrels is really because I don't want the ink to run on my shirt if I put it in my pocket and everything. It's super important for um, you to be able to communicate how you're solving my problem, how my writing, the thoughts that I am writing would now be visible when written, how historians have probably, the way we've been able to learn about our history and be very analyzed because people have documented and the pencil or bio is there for me to use as a documentation tool so I can put my piece down in history, you know? I find it good. Yes, and then when you're done with all this, obviously you know that there are many other pencil providers. So what differentiates your pencil from everybody's pencil? Is it because it's black? Is it because I don't need to sharpen it so much and legs will pop out? Is it because your lead is more better lasting? Is it just because of the brand name? You know? So those kind of things. Um, understand how your value, like your personal values and your customers, like what's your customer values and what you're trying to sell, where's the center point, where does it need? That's the only way you'll be able to communicate effectively. So here we now. I've explained exactly why, I've explained why it's important for you to know what you're doing, why you're doing it. I've explained soft skill, hard skill. I've talked about, oh my God, I've talked about a lot. Now let's talk about communication and creating content. I, this is one. So when creating content, um, one of the key things you want to do based on your personality and based on the value you're now going to offer is what platforms and based on your audience, those three things, based on your values, based on your value that you're offering and based on your audience. Where are, sorry, based on your value, based on your personality and based on your audience. What are the three best, like based on those three things, what are the best platforms that you should be on? Now, a lot of people say they want to learn how to tell their stories and Telling your story, the very first thing that is important is being true, and it can only be true when you know yourself. Now, piecing together things in your life, I didn't exactly have a story. I never really said, oh, this is my story. I realized I had so many stories, and it is your ability to identify what story works for when, and how that just further reinforces who you are. That is great. There are times where I tell people about how I got my first job, I got my first client. I got my first client by adding value to people. And if you notice, throughout this teaching, I've always given you stories in between. So the main way to tell a story is by not being the hero in the story, but by ensuring that at the end of the day, the consumers are the heroes of the story. So in the content content itself, always remember, you know about you. I realized that a lot of people would write just like write something or create content or do something and be like oh my god it doesn't work so i didn't post it or i didn't share it or this typo this is a very funny thing and i came to realize that the reason why we do that is because we're selfish why are we selfish imagine if we found out zoom. this was not the first zoom by the way this is zoom that you're on this was not the very first zoom that was 
ever Facebook as it is now was not how Facebook looked when we first joined it. Can I imagine if Mark Zuckerberg had said, Oh, I don't like that my Facebook is not perfect. Your was not perfect. Or he was another, oh, your life is not perfect. So I'm not going to share it. Where would you and I be today? Where would you have the money to buy Instagram and make it the Instagram that we all know now and love? So if why I say we are selfish is we are too focused on us and ourselves, like, oh, what would our people, would people say? How, what did they judge me? What, how do I look? Like me now, I just came here, I just combed my hair out, I've been wearing hair nets all day. But I couldn't now come here and be like, oh, people would judge me that I do not do my hair a certain kind of way. So I should not come and share this live video. I, I mean, but now, it won't make sense. Do you understand? It's about you. It's about your customer. Not you, I mean. I mean, for me, it's about you, but for you, it's about your customer or your potential customer or your audience. It's about them. How are you adding value to them? I don't think of all of them. Just think of one of them. Like, just be like, this one person. I don't mean like single one person out and be like, oh, see, I'm talking about you. But like, just focus on like, if this person, if one person was listening to this, if one person out of my ideal audience was listening to this, what value can I add to them, right? Be focused on that. A lot of people are looking for 10,000 followers, but the 2,000 or 1,000 or 200 that are following you are not even adding value to their lives. So when you get 10,000, what are you going to use it for? Are you going to still be sharing the same things you're sharing? Don't be like that. So yes, make your customers the hero of the story. And with every customer, there is their need. So state their need. It's literally like stating your value proposition. What is their need? State that need. What's that? Not need, but like, let's say problem. What's their problem? State the problem. And while you're stating the problem, let them see themselves in that problem. So don't just be like, um, use a lot of use. Just be like, you know, use a lot of use. Like, you know, I understand that you might be going through resources and so, um, you may, you may want to learn about, do you want to learn about King Kong, King Kong? You know, use a lot of, things that appeal to me and catch my attention. Tell me how you're going to help me. That is really what you want to do with your story. So use a lot of you and not just you, but you can just tell the story and highlight the problem, highlight them in the problem. A lot of forms that we relate to, either we can see ourselves in, in or we can relate to them. So movies, think about movies. You can somehow find some sort of affinity, some things that you relate to with the hero of the story. So that's what you want to try and do. Ensure that your customer is the hero of the story and he should be able to relate or she should be able to relate with that story, with that person, with that hero. So ensure that you state, like help them see themselves in that story, tell them the problem, give them a solution, and then give, tell them how you're going to solve it. So by saying how, you're not necessarily telling them that, oh, hi guys, um, I'm going to be teaching you how to cook and um, first you put salt, first you put maggi. No, that's not what you're going to be saying. Sorry guys, I've been obsessed with cooking this um, COVID period. So that's why they give me a lot of food examples for this. Yeah. So back to serious stuff, right? So you're not necessarily going to be like, oh, you put the salt, you put the maggi, you put the spice. You, no, you're going to be like, um, this is, um, want to learn how to cook jollof rice. Or the other day, um, when I was younger, I was really, really hungry and as hungry as I was, I remembered that I had seen my mother cook jollof rice in the kitchen, right? Um, she cooked jollof rice 
in a way that was really different. We didn't really have a lot of money, so we didn't have all the plenty spice and everything. But she taught me how to use salt, margarine, and pepper to make the standard and red oil to make amazing jollof rice that would taste like party rice. Guys, please, this might not be true, but like, in short, your story is always true. <laughs> or maybe I should use my own real example, right? Um, okay, great. Let me tell you how I got my first client, which is a real story, by the way. My first client ever, I got by adding value to the person. So I had just come into Lagos. I did not know anybody. I came into Lagos as a mad person. I left my, I left my house in Abuja where I was comfortable because I wanted to change my life. I wasn't really um, comfortable with eating, sleeping, um, you know, not really contributing much. I felt like I wouldn't grow as much with the way my parents were being very shielded. Yeah. So I left Abuja and came straight to Lagos. Yeah, and I applied to Orange Academy. That was great. I applied to Orange Academy where I wanted to learn branding. I paid my school myself. I was really clear about this thing. So my NYC, I was saving money and I was doing things to sort of make 10K, 5K, 20K, somewhere. And I was able to pay my school fees at 200 and something K, I think, because it was discounted. And then I got to Lagos. I didn't know anybody, but I had gone to meet this man. This also has the story of how I got my first job as an assistant manager. So I applied to a lot of places and people and only one person called me back. And when he called, I came all the way for the interview. I researched the company and everything. And the man was telling me about, I asked him about his dream and vision for the company. And he was telling me and I was like, oh, so these are things you can do to achieve this vision better. I think we do it like this and we do it like that. And we do it like this and we do it like that. It's going to work. And the guy was really excited. So. He ended up saying that I carry his vision even stronger than he carries it. So he thinks that after a couple of months working here as a social media manager, I should become the assistant manager of the company. But he hopes that it's something I'm interested in. I was super excited. Trust me, I was really young. So I was excited, like, ah, small assistant manager. I was the only girl in the company as well. So one of the key people we interviewed during that work time was somebody called Lenny Gariotin. He's Fela's album cover artist. He knew Fela personally. He was also Fela's friend. So when this guy came, I had Googled him and I realized that he didn't have a website. He didn't have anything actually like by him that spoke about him. Only like all these international platforms talking about him. His Wikipedia page was also not up to date and so many things like that. So I reached out to him and asked him, um, Sir, why don't you have a website? Like, for somebody like you, you should have a website. Why is your Wikipedia page like this? Why don't you have quality pictures of you? Like, yeah, hey, this is not how I study, but like, I really, at the end of the day, everything I said was like this. I obviously don't remember the details. And then he said, oh, that people had swindled him and everything. So I took it upon myself to do it for him for free. And I always tell people, again, don't do things for free. Do things for value, like things you consider as value. To me, his friendship was valuable, and having him as a friend was enough for me. So I figured if I could do it for him, based on how we're already piling up and talking, friendship would obviously be on the table. So I pulled that off and um, delivered the site. He held my hand and took me to every other client I need right after. Like he, anywhere he would go, he would be like, Bless me, I'm going to see Fela's international manager, follow me, I'll go. Bless me. Come and do this, and I'll go. So at the end of the day, what I helped me see was everybody responds to value. So if you can give value and you can offer value, 
you will get results and that is what you have to do with your content so yes i just told you my story but if you're at a place where you're trying to figure out yourself you probably have seen that i had no clue about how i wanted to go about things i knew how to do a couple of things but i had no clue about finding clients you would probably have seen in the story that i pitched value and that was how i got i didn't in my mind i didn't do it for free i did it for value and so at the end of the day that was how i got maybe break into the legal thing so while i told you my story you can somehow relate to it and you can learn from it if it applies to your life you probably even learned how to pitch for a job at an interview you know so that's what i mean by making the person the hero of the story state their problem the solution when you're giving when you're telling them how just say oh i will do this by teaching you how to like with a recipe using ig live you said how but you've just not told me like the nitty-gritty details great um back to content right so based on your personality now you would also know according to my personality or i am not really a, i don't really like videos too much so maybe i shouldn't be on youtube eg i'm not on youtube i'm changing that this year i'm trying to learn how to face my fear um miriam please ask me the question in the question box so that i can answer it thank you the q a box okay thank you and i will be done in like 10 more minutes so don't worry about it i'll take all your questions um what was i saying i just got my train of thought <sighs> yeah okay so yeah, yeah so i'm not a video person I, I used to say i was not a video person but now i'm learning i mean i'm doing a video now I'm, I'm not dead so everywhere um i i would not use youtube it won't be my first choice but i really like pretty things i realized that a lot of people i talk to are creators creators as in they create things they're entrepreneurs or they're creatives and all of that freelancers so i talk to creators a lot and a lot of creators on instagram and i like instagram so it's easy for me to be there and be authentic there and it comes naturally, right? Um, I also really like LinkedIn, but I have paused because I'm trying to focus on my Instagram. So what I'm saying here is you will kill yourself if you try to use all the social media platforms. Pick three, make one your primary, and then the other two could be like secondary accounts. Secondary as in, you pop in there once a week and you drop your gym and you go, don't just go, but also engage. I recently shared something on my Instagram explaining that social media means being social don't just come and talk 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 for example now when we're done with this webinar i'm still going to hear you talk and then i'll give you solutions to your own personal problems it won't just be about oh blessing has come and she has spoken and she has gone it is pointless when you just talk and you drop mic and bounce you need to be able to engage people so engage when you pick your social media platforms i'm truly engaged so how to create content a quick way that i teach people how to create content oh my god so a quick way i teach people how to create content is this one guys <sighs> i'm catching my breath sorry okay so how i create content is this right i recognize that there is something called a sales funnel and in that sales funnel um there is awareness so let's just break it down into like five parts there is awareness there is interest, there is consideration, there is purchase. Is it purchase? Eh. So there is, <laughs> there is awareness, there is interest, there's consideration, there is purchase, and there's advocacy, right? 
when I'm creating content, or rather, when you are creating content, yeah, I know there's conversion, but what I'm trying to do is, should I just, because conversion is literally almost like buying, right? It's different, but yeah. So let's just say awareness, interest, consideration, um, purchase, and advocacy. So when you're creating content, you want to be able to figure out which part of this funnel am I trying to talk to? If somebody's in the awareness, they don't know about you. They've never heard about you before. What's your name? So put a note in a bang. They don't. I'll be lying to myself if I think people will go, I'm looking for blessing a bang because the brand manager in Google search, you know. But they know their problems. And their problem is probably that I want to figure out my personal brand. Um, five tips to strengthen my personal brand. Those are the things they'll be looking for. So they will search for their problems, but they will not necessarily um, they'll search for their problems, but they will not necessarily search for your name. So you have to ensure that when people search for their problems, you're giving them answers to their problems. So you want to tease their attention. You want to catch their attention. And interesting ways you can catch their attention is by offering value that is more general. So if you are like a chef, Guys, I'm obsessed with food, God. <laughs> if you're a chef, um, one thing you can do is talk about recipes. I mean, even recipes are even too strong. Answer questions like, yeah, um, easy to make foods, you know, foods during this lockdown, all of that. So I try to tell people, create content buckets according to these different parts of, you know, the funnel. So if you're in the awareness phase, you're looking for your problem. So if you don't know your customers, you see that you cannot know what their problems are. So you have to ask them creatively, you know, do polls. What are you looking to learn? All of this kind of thing. Also put yourself in your customer's shoes and say, what would I be looking for? As a fashionista, if not me, but if somebody was a fashionista or if somebody was not even a fashionista, if somebody was looking to buy out an outfit or something, they might be looking for how to um, know a gene is your size, a pair of jeans is your size without necessarily wearing it. That's something. Another person might be looking to know um, how to how to find clothes for my body type. So I will Google those things, but I would not necessarily look for looking for jeans to buy, blah, blah, blah. The reason why I'm saying that is um, a lot of people are too focused trying to sell, 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 and you're not offering any type of value to me. So... So think about your, the best way to create content is to think about your customer's problems and then answer. And now at, across this funnel, there are different problems that they have. So one of the key problems that they have at awareness phase would be um, like basic problems. So you want to be able to answer those problems, like how to turn on a computer. If I cannot turn on a computer, I cannot buy your Apple Mac or whatever. So answer my questions. Do you get depending on who your target market is again. So that's one. Then when I'm interested, another thing you can do is like maybe fun things like jumping on trends, you know. Um, there is the whole Easter trend going on. I think peace even called my attention to it. Um, FIRS did one, like even um, God paid all his dues or something like that. And you two should. And that makes sense because FIRS is FIRS. They're trying to tell you to pay your tax. I mean, ta tax. Yeah, tax. I forgot about it. So they're trying to teach you how to pay your tax. So understand your buyer's journey, right? When I'm at the consideration phase, what I'm now trying to do is 
I've entered your page now, I've entered your blog, I've seen the different things. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Um, I'm trying to now know, get to know more about you. It's at that point where I'm trying to get to know more about you that you should be telling me things that would make me trust you more. So like, um, what do you have to offer me? Like, who are you? What do you do? And all of that, you know, I'm trying to consider you. So you should be telling me why you are important. Like why these are places where you would now be answering my questions about my doubts. Like when I'm interested in, sorry, when I'm interested in you, you should then be telling me about um, yourself, you know, what you do, what your services are, how they work, all of that. You're just informing me. This is the information stage. Right after that is the consideration. And then during the consideration phase, like all this doesn't happen like one, 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 because obviously you have a lot of people who are coming to your page at the same time, like 10, 5, 20. So you can't just be like, um, I will do awareness the whole month. I will do consideration, I'll be interested the whole month. So you have to mix it up. So maybe today you do awareness, next tomorrow you do, depending on what your content strategy is. Just create content buckets to answer all of these things, right? Don't worry, we're getting there. Then um, consideration then means, consideration then means um, I know you, I now get what you do, but why should I use Big instead of Schneider Biro? Why should I use Apple instead of Microsoft? So you can now begin to see all those things like, so as usual, every human being is comparing. I'm comparing Everwater of 50 Naira to Fiji Water of 1,000. Why should I buy Fiji water. So you're not, you're not going to now say, oh, I know you think it's really expensive. Don't repeat my fears. Just go right ahead to say um, Fiji water versus others, like a creative way, obviously. I'd be like, Fiji water used by Illumi, um, the people who drink us, Bill Gates, Illumilu, um, Opera, blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, notice a pattern here. Probably Forbes-worthy people. If you want to be Forbes-worthy, drink Fiji water. Oh, God, God. I just blew my own mind. So that's an example, right? So that's one way you can go about it. Another way you can go about it is to um <laughs> Grace. I'm so sorry. I I I have fun like this. That's how I am. Yeah. So just like do comparisons that are that make sense. You get like don't go and repeat the things that I have already said. Just be like, um, for example, an iPhone might tell you that you don't need to open your battery because if you have any problems, we'll always be here for you. Just contact one of our engineers. We don't want to put you through that kind of stress. And that's the reason why you buy. You get so yes, I'm almost done. So that's the reason why you buy. So that's decision. So decision you get to, you know, help them make that decision easier or that purchase easier, better because they've mentally compared you and that has happened finally no no no. i've spoken about purchase right okay so if you want to inspire purchase you can now do things like discounts freebies all of those extra things to make people just really like you know be inspired to buy more and then advocacy is now the part where you convert them from just buyers to community the only way your business can really grow is if people are referring you no matter the advertisements, you do everything. If people come out every time after all your adverts and say, oh, your business is trash. I mean, House Pass is going through something right now where everybody's saying that they are hacking accounts and saying it too. That's no good, you know? 
So you want to ensure that people can refer you, people trust you. So engage your community by giving them more value, reaching out to them to know how you can help them, add value to their lives. You know, once in a while, send them fun messages. Like just really show that you can. That's how really you keep your and consistently deliver what you are offering. Um, so what helps you create content? How do you want people to find you? How do you, why should they choose you over your competition? What is so extra about you? What will make them talk about you? What kind of content would your audience respond to and how would your content help them? In fact, what will make them care about your content? Um, examples of different types of content formats you can create depending on what stage you are. So if you're in awareness phase, you can create like blog posts, checklists, tips, infographics, ebook, games, quizzes, etc. Um, if you are on consideration phase, you can create like podcasts, webinars, worksheets, um, comparison matrix, um, things like that. Sha. If they are the decision phase, you can create demos to convince them that this is how to use it, free trials, product guide, consultations, coupons, things that would just sort of make them, you know, use it more. Then loyalty. When they are the loyalty phase, you can now say, okay, shout out, um, loyalty discounts, um, freebies, you know, as I already said. Every time you create content, evaluate it, find out what works, what doesn't work, which media type is doing better than the other. Guys, I'm almost rounding up. I'm so sorry. I know I'm taking time, but the content is, I mean, this is really, really bulky. Yeah, so, yes, and then stop paying too much attention to vanity metrics like likes and things. What you really want, I even say, is, you know, like, are people saving your content? I mean, that's how you know if you're really adding value to people. Are people saving your content? Are they sharing yeah, you know, ask yourself these kind of questions. Decide on what kind of content and what kind of content types you want to focus on. And the way you decide this is by realizing what stage is your audience at, what content would be easy for your audience to consume. When do they spend a lot of time online? What time are they online? Um, are you able to produce this content at a quality level where it is competitive? Find do collaborations so you can leverage on the audience of other people. And when you're reaching out to people for collaborations, I did a post on um influencers are humans try to have engaged with them build a relationship with them before you reach out for stuff and when you even reach out um also bring the value that you're bringing to the table it's like going for a job offer don't beg like just really state what your value is and uh yeah you know create your content ahead of time do content sheets i always recommend content pillars so how to create content pillars um so sorry guys another call wow okay so how to create content pillars this is the last thing i'm going to talk about so just decide based on all these conversations we've had now what four things or what five things or what six things or what three things do i want to talk about i majorly talk about two things myself as in oh this is my story this is my journey this is my husband this is my sister those kind of things so that you get to know me and the second thing i do is i share tips and tricks around consulting and um, communication branding and um credibility and business actually sorry so those are the three things i share content about so you also can figure out what are my content buckets do i want to do how to's so in your content bucket you can do how to you can do um faqs you can do a bq and a rather you can do something about yourself and your business because at least one of your content buckets must actively sell who you are and what you do if sales is important to you. So guys, 
most importantly at the end of the day to know what content is working for you you always check your metrics know what is going on what did i do great what did i not do great how did i do it how did i not do it those kind of things to get like what worked what did not work what should i change what should i not and engage with other people and build real meaningful connections online thank you guys so much this has been fun i'm done i need to drink water but yeah so time for the q and a's if you have any questions, please Q&A box, ask it. Okay. Um, oh. I took a personality test. So the anonymous um, person who said you're an analyst and you've mastered people, that, that is great. Now you know yourself, you get it. So even in your interaction, some sort of clarity would come to you. You would know how to interact with people. Hi, can Blessing please recap the headings of what she just listed before moving on? I think somebody has helped me answer that. Thank you. Um, Adebola Williams said, thank you for sharing. How do you do personal branding and niching as a multi-potentialite? Okay, so I think I shared my story that I am very multifaceted. Like I can do so many things. I can write, I can talk, I can, there's so many things I can do. And oftentimes you get, pressure from the world to want to explore everything um you might i love art as well and i have learned one thing or rather two strategies i use let's make that three. First strategy is i recognize what should remain a passion and like an escape for me so that when business and work and everything gets a little bit too hectic i can have something to escape to so that's one two i realize that Across everything you do, if you have a strong why and a strong core, you'll find out that there's a place where everything meets. Now, for me, my goal in life is just to meet everybody I come across a little bit better than I met them, right? And how I'm doing that is through personal, um, through branding and communications. And I noticed that everything I was doing, all the arts, all the, what I was consistently doing across all those places was branding and communications. So I would try to focus, um, I say focus, well, I try to focus on the thing that brings everything together, right? So which is what I advise you to do. Find the thread that goes through everything, that joins everything together. So think really hard about all the things that you do. If you don't mind sharing with me, that's great. I have a friend right now. She's obsessed with creating experiences. And before she used to feel overwhelmed and be like, oh, blessing, I have a tea business, I have an event business, I have this, this, and that, that. But, you know, I don't know, I just feel like I'm all over the place. I have a tech business. And everything at the end of the day was just creating experiences. So I think you should just find the single thread that links everything together. I have tried to narrow things down and connect some, but still I have some interests and passions that are world apart. But if you look really deep, if you have some passions, you can keep your passion as passion, really. Not everything has to be business. The, sec and the third strategy I was going to share is focus on, like, have a foundation and build everything else there. So I used Rihanna as an example when I first started. Rihanna is first a musician. Maybe now she's even not that much of a musician. I mean, people now call her a businesswoman. But she was first a musician. If you have a very solid foundation, you can sell anything. Beyonce was first a musician. Um, a lot of people are first one thing before they are other things. Gary Vee does so many amazing things, but we just see him as a social media expert. 
inspiring us, you know? And so if you're that one thing, it's easy for you to build everything else. Genevieve was first an actress before she went into producing and went into, um, there was a time she did fashion and her outfits sold out, you know? Tara Banks was first a model and then she became a businesswoman and many other things, actress, a lot of things. So it's easier to go into other things when you have a solid foundation. So what I would say is do all the things you're doing, but pick the one you want to focus on. Adora has a post on this actually. And she also mentions that um, when you take a fork, for example, if you use it to break a, into a lock, it looks like it is a key. But if you use it to eat, it looks like it is a cutlery. And then if you use it to dig something, it looks like it's supposed to be like a hole or something. So at the end of the day, something, everything can be multifaceted depending on whose hands they're in. But what you can try to do is have a niche in one thing and then diversify or find a thread that goes through everything. Someone asks, can I please shed more light on Orange Academy or a similar institute that helps people build uh, okay so to become a brand strategist right it's not i'll be brand specialist or all of that it's really not difficult to be honest my foundations were by orange academy but i also know that i did a lot of personal research um google orangeacademy.com no dot com dot ng actually orangeacademy.com.ng you would get all of your answers there um I know that Orange Academy helped me as per foundationary um, learning, which is really important. But I also had to go through like a couple of online courses. I also had to follow a lot of industry thought leaders. And I also had to discover some things for myself. So you need to um, expand your knowledge. Use what you have right now. And then the schools like Oxygen, O2 Academy, rather. Um, O2 Academy, there is um, Wild Fusion. There's Wild Fusion and there's Orange Academy. So if you Google any of these things, if you do Orange Academy brand or integrated brand experience, they will pop up. And all you have to do is fill the forms that they provide. They pick their students based on your application. And if they pick you, they'll let you know how much the school fees is. Um, thank you for your... Thank you. Yeah. Um, I see you, anonymous attendee, with your people mastery and all the commander i hope the personality test helped you to figure out what you can do um gloria how can i streamline my content to just one when i have lots of my mind so i'm not saying that you should streamline your content to one i'm just saying like have content buckets maybe like three four five like that relates to your audience things that your audience can relate to and when you take those five buckets it's easy to create content plans like say oh for the and i always advocate that you create your content a week or a month ahead so you're not under a lot of pressure so if you have your five content buckets and you need to create content ahead you can now say okay so for how to's this is the how to i'm doing if you have 10 how to's at the same time break it down and be like okay we one how to this we two how to that with three how-to, you would never really run out of content because it's so easy to get content burnout. And that's not what you're trying to achieve in your life, Gloria. I hope I answered your question. Um, Esther asking, will you advise building a personal brand aside a product brand? So I don't think they interfere in any way. So if, for example, um, I sell pencils and I am building my personal brand. I'll give you a practical example. In fact, Stephanie B is a practical example.
Stephanie Obi first built her personal brand, but while she was building her personal brand, she was also teaching you about online courses and selling online courses. So she will call herself the queen of online courses in Nigeria, but she will also teach you about online courses. And then the day she finally decided, okay, I'm going to have ST Hub. She set it aside and it became ST Hub and Stephanie Obi. Right? So you can do it really, but just don't lose yourself to a point where you don't know the difference between your product and yourself. Do you get what I mean? I hope I answered your question. How can I add value to my audience? I am a food photographer and stylist. I realize my target audience are food brand, content creators, and restaurants. Great. So if you're a food photographer and stylist, be teaching me about what do I need? So for example, I know that Food brands probably do not know that they need a food, like a content, a food stylist. So tell them why they need it. Um, tell them the benefits of how to. There's this hack I see on, I think it's on DIY hacks and Blossom. What they do is they show you how it looks in pictures versus how it looks when you don't do some things to prop the food or to make it look a certain way. Show me hacks. Show me that you can do these things. Show me why I should be doing this instead of why, why I should be needing a food stylist instead of doing it myself. Teach me about, um, teach me about why, um, just what questions do content creators have? What questions do food stylists have? Um, what questions do food brands have? How do I photograph food better? You know, how do I create the perfect lighting for my photo shoots? How do I, um, why do I need you? You know, those kind of questions. I, you need to tell me why somebody's going to ask, oh, hello. Um, hi, I'm a food stylist. My first question is, why do I need you? Like, what are you going to do for me that I cannot do for myself? Teach me how to photograph with my phone. You know, all those things. So at the end of the day, when you finish teaching me, I realized that a lot of the teachers, so it's like, if you have a doctor who is always giving you, um, if you have a doctor who is always giving you um, recommendations on how to stay healthy, you're more likely to go back to that doctor to say, oh, doctor, see what's happening to me. What can I do? And that doctor would help you out. But don't lose yourself in creating so much content that you forget to say, this is my service. Like this is how much I charge. This is what I do. Different picture. Show me pictures that you have created as a food stylist, you know, testimonials of people that you've created for what they said. Um, I hope I answered your question. In respect to communication using audience channels, Jesus, the questions are increasing. <laughs> Um, in respect to communication using audience channel, can I merge Facebook and Instagram as one channel? Then pick two others. I'm running a learning medium for Muslim women who are career business focused. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the basic channels I've decided on my comms. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't think Facebook and Instagram can be really merged as one channel. As I said, you should pick one as a primary. So decide which one is the primary. Where are a lot of your Muslim women who do business? Where are they? Are they on Instagram? I see a lot of them on Instagram, actually. But if you think they're on Facebook as well, create like a Facebook group that is closed niche that you don't have to be the only one creating content for. Like everybody else can also add value. That way you're using a community to send your message. However, you can actually, if you are up to it, because I'm just assuming that a lot of people here are probably just starting out with creating their content. So I want, I want you to go easy, pick one platform and sort of like, you know, get it right. When you get one platform right, it's easier to sort of diversify. On Twitter, I think I will send a post. I will send a picture to 
um, the team so that they can share. Let me see if I can even access that picture right now so I don't forget. Um, Twitter is a very upbeat platform. It's so quick moving, you know, and it's per tweet. You can't just tweet one tweet and go. You have to be engaging. You have to be online to see, okay, what is trending right now? How can I jump on this trend and still talk about my brand? Um, what are people talking about? Well, how can I talk and add value? Who are the influencers in my within my niche that are here that I can sort of engage with to sort of add value to? Do you get what I mean? So it's so important to, they all take a lot of work. You just have to pick which one works for you. And I would advise that if you can dedicate two hours every single day, medium is perfect. You can feed your medium directly to your Twitter and just really post. So if your medium and maybe Instagram are your core and then Facebook for now, you might be just sharing things from Instagram or repurposing your content. So if you're saying how to, um, how to, uh, how to make profit from your business, right? On Instagram, you can decide to do a carousel. On Facebook, you can decide to do a longer um, article. On Medium, you can do a full-length article. And then maybe on YouTube, you can just really paste it or try to create content that you can share on two platforms concurrently. So if you're doing, the days you do videos for Instagram, you can now share those videos to YouTube. Great session blessing. Is it right to separate your personal brand for your business? Hmm. So for some people, their personal brands are their business. Um, for some others, they are, they're very different, you know. It depends on you. There are two types of personal brands that I know exist. There is the Illumilu type and there's the Dangote type. So Illumilu really likes to be involved in all of his business. Like when you see a lot of UBA flyers, it still has his face and everything. But a lot of Dangote businesses do not have Dangote's face on it. It's just the name. So you can decide that you want a business that is not tied to your face, that has a different personality from your brand. So if you want that, please go ahead and separate it so that you don't feel any sort of confusion. Your personal brand can exist on your own and then the business can exist on its own and then you will just be feeding in the value that you can add as an individual to that brand. So you talk about the brand of phone. It's really nice to separate it, especially if the, um, if the what's it called? Especially if the personalities are different. But again, using the same Tara's example that you said, Tara also has an online course, but the online course does not have a separate social media platform. It is her online course. So she's using her personal page to sell it because that's about her. So don't be like, I'm selling, I'm selling um, anything that you're selling as a personal brand, do personal brand. Anything you're selling as a business, Tara's business is registered. It exists on its own. It's going to go beyond her. She probably has board members and things. So if you want to separate it, perfect. If you want the businesses to exist away from you great if you want them to exist as part of you great you can still put it together but if you're just growing and you don't really have a lot of following and you want your business to be known like you want people to know that the business is about you um, you can start with your page preserve your username of course and then start by using your page first and then when you build a decent following you can only redirect people um, in that like to your other page yeah when I try to engage on Instagram, I find it tends to fall on deaf ears. 10% of 280 followers view it and three quarter will engage. And most of the times they are friends. What do you suggest I can do to increase engagement? The first thing I suggest is you should go to my Instagram page. Let me even type my Instagram handle. That's underscore Einstein. 
So first, I suggest you should go to my Instagram page. I just did a post about it yesterday, literally yesterday. Um, how you can add really, as I said, social media is social media, not selfie media or me media. It's not, in fact, it doesn't have a media, but it's not, it's a social media. So you have to be social. You have to really, truly, truly, truly engage with people. And engagement does not mean that when, when you post and people comment on your post, that's when you're engaging. No, you have to go outside. Imagine that you're only your house. Then, in fact, social media moments. Imagine you're just in your house and you're sitting in your room and you're waiting for your client to come and meet you in your room. No phone, no nothing. I just in your house. How will people know what you do? You know, but you go out sometimes, you meet some friends, you go to church, you go to mosque, you go to school, you, you're consistently in your whole life meeting and interacting with people, going to where they are to interact with them. Same thing for social media. Really? So pick your hashtags and be like, okay, I'm talking about styling and all of that, blah, blah, blah. Check the hashtag style. Check the hashtag personal styling tips. What are other people saying? Go there into their comment section. Don't be that person who only goes to Insta blogs to go and drop mean comments or funny comments or laugh and all of that. Even if you see something on Insta blog and you feel like your one or two cents is going to add value to that conversation, add value. Go to Linda Ikeji's page, for example. Oh, no, 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 not Linda. I mean, you can go to Linda's page if that's where your target market is. But if maybe you're trying to talk about style and you know that on Vogue, they share a lot of interesting things and Vogue may be rich, right? But I mean, you can shoot your shots. You go to Vogue and you drop your comments and the comments is not laugh, laugh, laugh or K or um, ha, ha, ha or something, something silly. Actually drop meaningful comments, you know, like, oh, hi, Chris do I just read your post about so, 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 and so. I agree with this, this, this. This is what I'm always telling some of my followers to do. That is, you know, like, add value. So when somebody, you know how people used to like comments that they can relate to when somebody's making sense. Let your comment be one of the things they like. What happens when you go to other people's pages to interact is people click on your profile and then they go and check out who is this person? What's this person about? So engage with hashtags, engage with thought leaders in your industry and then go to your followers pages and like their posts, interact with their posts. Anytime somebody follows you, maybe send them a DM and say, oh, hi, thank you so much for following me. This means a lot to me. I mean, it's something I don't really do right now. I used to do it earlier a lot. And maybe I should even continue. You know, DM them, say hi, say what's up, you know. Be really social. Yeah, I hope I answered that. If I don't, if I didn't answer you well, you can ask another question. Um, hello, thank you for sharing. What are some ways I can monetize a personal brand? There are so many ways people monetize personal brands. They do um, online courses. They do consultations because people are trying to be like them. They do speaking events. They do. Um, they go on ahead and build products that people then identify with. They write books. They write um, eBooks. They People pay them to do advertisements on their platforms. They probably do, I've said online courses already, I think. They probably host webinars that are paid for. They get collaboration opportunities. Brands reach out to them as um, ambassadors. Oh my God, there's so many ways to make money as a personal brand. Anything they sell, if they already have a community, it flies like magic. Thank you so much, Blessing, for your... Please, can people... 
take the many questions to instagram we need to close okay 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 sure so guys eh, after now i'm dropping my instagram handle right so you can send me a message or something i mean if you have more questions i'm going to try to rush through the remaining nine questions guys please don't ask any more questions come to my instagram and ask me thank you so much blessing how can i grow my followers i'm still relatively new on instagram so everything i just said before about engagement is one of the quicker ways to grow your followers but adding value as well helps you grow your followers if you can come to me on instagram i will share all of the posts that you need to help you do this and navigate the waters of instagram um i love the simplicity nice color thing but i'm not sure how to build my brand with that where to start is the challenge i always say that starting don't be selfish just start don't think what people are going to say just start like the first post is the most important post to be honest so start um about color themes it is based on your personality that you have determined if i'm a fun person maybe yellow is my color if i'm a fun person maybe um this kind of fun font is my color if i'm more in the middle these are the kind of things that people would appreciate so the reason why i'm very black and white is because i'm very simple i'm very minimalist um, and i want to be like a canvas for you guys to write on however i also recognize that i have a very introvert part of me and i use the yellow to just sort of pop that out like that exists you know yeah, so that's why I have a black, white, yellow thing. And to be able to keep a thematic background, right? A lot of my clothes already match. I mean, right now there's also a yellow pillow. These are really colors I truly, truly love and really resonate with me. So it's not difficult at all to keep a consistent feed. Um, but also using consistent filters, also um, being very conscious about like your environment when you're taking the pictures, learning um, editing could help you with keeping your color thing consistent. So ask me ask me on instagram um how can you set apart your personal brand and work when it's intertwined if you create content for your personal brand and you work full-time for example okay so this used to be something this used to be something that uh used to happen to me really um i used to work at an agency and i had a personal brand so what could i easily have done very simple you know, I'm not trying to poach the company's clients. I am just saying what I have learned. I'm also saying what I know. And that's mine. It can't be taken away from me. So what you just do is share things that have to do with your job description. Don't go and share things that would jeopardize your company. Don't be like, oh, today we had a client and named the client or all of those kind of things. Just I've given you a lot of examples here. I have barely mentioned any client's name. And you can just be like, oh, the other day when I did so-so and so, these were the results. And so these five things to do when you're trying to achieve so-so and so. Um, I really hope that answered your question really because you're a personal brand, you're who you are. Just say what you're saying, do what you're doing, you know, um, and that would help you. As long as you don't go against company policies, you don't... Um, break clients confidentiality whatever and you don't um jeopardize your company how can i discover my value i totally talked about this i don't know how i can repeat it again but dm me dm me and i will answer you i think i already said how you can discover your value i mentioned the skills passion hard skills soft skill passion technical skill and um what people are willing to pay for yeah how can i pick colors that would suit my personality 
So based on your personality, right? So for example, if you're a phone person, you already know that there are colors. Based on the color theory, there are already phone colors that are associated with your personality. But also think about your industry and your environment when you're picking colors. So um, in China, white is often associated with death. And in Nigeria, black is often associated with death. Wow. So um, you need to decide when you're within particular places, what are the best colors to use? But don't let that deter you either because black is associated with luxury and white is also associated with luxury. So determine which end of the spectrum you want to use, how you use the, the colors also matter. If you are in the tech space, a lot of you use blue. In the banking space as well, a lot of people use blue. But orange shows innovation. So you decide, do I want to go according to my personality or do I want to go according to my industry? Um, if you need help with this, just DM me. It's super easy. I can help you with it. Sim, my services reach both kids and adults. Do I choose one or both? Uh, Sim, no, you don't choose one or both. The kids are definitely your consumers and your adults are definitely your customers. So you need to figure out, do I want to create content for kids so that parents can show their children? Because your children are not on social media. right? So every Every single time you're going to be talking, you're going to be talking to parents. So even when you're putting up a child content, you're going to be like, oh, a playful content or cartoonish content or whatever. You're going to really be like, parents show your kids this or can your kids relate to this or things like that, you know. That's what you would have to try to do because kids are not on social media um, or kids will not pay you money. So when you're doing things for them to consume, you need to target their parents. So talk majorly um, Talk majorly to the parents if you're trying to reach the kids. So I would say focus on adults because at the end of the day, you're trying to satisfy the children, but you're trying to talk to the adults. Um, Sing, message me. You have my, my number, you know. Message me. Let's talk more about this so I can get details so my advice can actually make sense. Um, Wanika, I feel like I create great stuff for the wrong audience. How do I know my current audience needs and like what I'm posting, if they really interact with it. I'm a copywriter, an enthusiast. I love art. Wanika, DM me. That's the truth. Because um, if you post book reviews and you're not getting interaction, it could also, another problem you might be experiencing might be that you have, you don't, the followers who are following you do not relate with what you're doing. And you might have to do the heavy task of removing your, your followers. I recommend quality over quantity. So if you can remove your followers, like people who are inactive and all of that, depending on even how you started creating your content, um, that would be great. Another thing you can try to do is um, mix up your content. So if the people that are following you are following you because you are you, I mean, you're one acre, that's why they're following you. You have to drop sometimes your picture, sometimes something about you, then sometimes... Um, the other things you do, you need to show yourself more because they followed you because you were you, not because you're going to be giving them book reviews and things. After a while, you notice that some people will drop off. Also go and check when last did they use their page, when last did they use their Instagram and all of that. That will give you some sort of feedback that is valuable. Um, Ebube, I am a photographer, writer, photo editor. How can I create content on this? Please depends on the kind of photographer you are. It's super easy to mix photography, photo editing and photography can marry. Writing is simple. Just put your writing into your caption. If you do a photograph, put your writing into the caption, like invest your writing in the caption. That's all you have to do. Show picture, 
tell us a story. Show picture, tell us the BTS behind the the making of that with your writing skills, you know. Just use your writing skills either as for storytelling or for um journey to tell me to tell me your journey. Um I am a photographer. How could, to be honest, also it matters what kind of content you create. I think you should go check out Emmanuel Yeleke. He shows off the work he does, but he also shows you the making of the work that he is doing. He teaches you how to create a backdrop, how to put your lights in, the different types of lighting. I know I'm not a photographer, but now I know that there's Rembrandt lighting, there's split lighting. Teach those things. Focus on teaching. When you're talking to people and you're showing that you know all these things and explaining to me, a user, how these different types of lighting can make me appear, what kind of look am I going for? It helps. If you're explaining, if you're a portrait photographer, tell me why I need a portrait. Tell me stories of people who, because of their portraits, got opportunities and you will be fine, able be. But DM me if you need more answers. Um, thank you so much, Justin. What kind of content can I share to get people to sign up for my lessons apart from teaching French on my page? I also help women create a balanced life and be productive. I also sometimes run out of content for this, especially to engage. So creating a balanced life and productivity is super easy to create content. Try not to pack all your content in one post. I see that a lot of people do that. Keep your content simple. And the easiest way to create content is to ask what questions. So if I'm trying to be productive, what questions do I have? Time management questions. I have questions on how to... um, not feel guilty about my family while still doing the things that I'm doing. Um, I have questions about how to make my workspace, you know, productive and focused, how to focus really, um, focusing tips, focusing how within time management, you can create like 20 content on um, how to manage your social media time, how to manage um, hacks, you know, to live as a woman. If you're even in the traditional setting where you probably still have to cook as a woman, how you can cook ahead of time so that you don't have to cook for the rest of the week. Things like that, you know, like real life hacks, you know, how to catch my breath, how to have fun on a budget. All those kind of things are things you should be teaching me. About the French, I would say, teach me basic words. Um, show me, that's one, teach me basic words, like how they are pronounced. Of course, that's like a must have. Um, next feature, French people, right? If you want to do like maybe French conversations or French storytelling, that would be great as well. Tell me a story in French. You could do a whole series where you're telling me stories in French and like showing me interpretations. That would be so cute. Um, Another thing you can do is feature people who are multi, is it multilingual? People who have multi-languages, feature them and then share my shorts feature them and then share like their success stories and everything tell us also what the knowing french has done for your life you know and when you meet french people outside have conversations with them about like um why is french such an amazing language ask people why they want to learn french you know do polls what french words do you know how do you um why do you want to learn french those kind of questions you know do polls really create content buckets again like i said um do polls polls can be one of your content buckets opinion pieces things to sort of help you gain insights about your audience then maybe pronunciation could be another one and the storytelling can be another one you can i mean you can google it you'll be fine or rather dm me don't google it dm me dm me on instagram answered um and yeah about the balanced life thing just figure out what what are you trying to really tell them really and what are the things that are hindering them from a balanced life what would help their life just give them give them answer their questions before they ask you um 
how does Disha page help my personal brand? I'm so sad that I didn't talk about Disha throughout all of this, but it is like a one page website. So if you don't want to spend too much money on a website, just open a Disha page. I'm going to share the link right now. Polygots. Thank you, Anika. They're called Polygots. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then if you don't have enough money to like, go ahead and buy a website disha pages give you a full website feel not full shot but like a one-page website where you can show off who you are what you do and links to um, different parts of your life so for a lot of personal brands we have a lot of different channels that we using so some people have their businesses some people have different other channels or platforms that they are available on youtube all of those things um we also have places we've been featured on you probably want to share 1000 links at the same time with your link in bio give people a great experience so you know what you can do dm me and then i will show you examples of how different personal brands have used disha pages and how great it was one of my favorite ones let me share with you guys now one of my favorite, some of my favorite Disha pages, actually. Um, EE.disha.page. Um, which other page do I like? Oh, the Ufomas page is beautiful. Um, the Ufoma. There's some people who even use Disha pages to make their resumes. I think one of those people is Muski. I just hope I spell his name right. Muski.disha.page. And uh, there's one more person actually that I really like. Oh, Sam. Sam.disha.page. Especially for photographers and people like that though. Um, if you need any help setting up, let me know. Sign up, please. It's free to sign up. It's a freemium product, so you can use it free for life. But if if you want like access to like really really things like that um let me know okay um guys well this is a lot of questions i was also going to share i was going to share tips for you platform tips i was going to share platform tips but i will let the the um women will community share it with you one minute please Sorry, just need one minute. Okay. Okay, so next question. Go ahead. I thought I was almost done. How do I know what content to start with? As I have a flair for vocational education. So you can start by just really introducing yourself, you know. Determine what type of content you want. If you want image, carousel, video, you know, like just start. That's how you start, by starting. And then um, what kind of content, based on your content framework, I would say just start by introducing yourself. But based on your content framework, you can go ahead and start. DM me if you have any question, question. I'll be happy to help. DM me. Send me a DM if I didn't really answer your question, please. Um, done um thank you blessing a lot to take in i hope we get videos oh please ask me all your questions i can't wait i can't wait thank you i'll be waiting so toby's asking me final questions please let me serve all this and catch my breath oh my god i didn't even think that i needed that much breath to catch okay um one minute please 
איפה מתהנגים? Hello, Blessing. I just started up building my personal brand separate from my business. Do I have to teach my audience what I know as regards my business? Mm. Or should I talk about other things I know? So it's really about what is your personal shit. Oh, wow. Too bad. Um, it's really about what's your personal brand for. What really is your personal brand for? Do you want to just further talk about your business or do you want to talk about other things? You know, a lot of people, while they are going through their businesses and everything, they realize that. So for me, for example, my business is about creating content and, um, I mean, branding and communications, right? And I serve clients and all of that. But I also know that there are content creators who are struggling, who are struggling with building their brands. And um, you, I want to be able to talk to those people. I want to be able to say, guys, um, this is how you can do it right. Because my overall goal in life is to ensure that people, um, people can... People can create brands. No, not the overall, but one of the goals in life that I have is to ensure that Nigeria becomes like a brand. Nigeria rather has creates businesses that can compete on a global scale. So it's so important to me that I can teach um, creators and teach people who may not necessarily be able to afford my services about how they can do it by themselves or be better. That being said, um, That being said, if that's what you want your business to be like, like, oh, guys, I know you probably can afford my services, so I'm teaching you this. You can go right ahead. If you want it to be about something totally different, Tara Durotoye teaches about her journey as a businesswoman, like things she has learned and everything. Um, and that's her story. So that's what she's teaching. That's what she's trying to share as a businesswoman. So is that what you want to do? Do you want it to be different? Again, as I said, you have to decide for yourself. I can't really do anything for you. You have to tell me. So DM me, tell me what, DM me, tell me what you want to do. And then we can go from there. Um, how do I know what my audience will react to? By doing, when you post, your audience would react based on the thing that like they will connect based on what you're posting. And some of them will come based on what you're posting. Um, you'll be able to gather audience based on, the things you post and how you post. So guys, this was fun. Please DM me if you have any more questions, please. Um, I would be on Instagram for the next maybe one hour. I could even do a live video for you guys. So DM me. Well, we could do like a live Q&A and everything. My Instagram is Miss Einsteinet. That's the pronunciation, Einsteinet. So DM me on Instagram. Um, this was fun. I had fun with you, learning from you guys. I had fun... Actually, I learned from this whole thing, actually, the things I didn't know I could do. And that's my website as well. So if you have any questions, DM me, contact me. Um, I've been assured by the Women Will team that they will share some of the, um, that they will share some of the, that they will share the recording and some of the items I have shared with them. A lot of things that I couldn't share by myself. The recording will be available, yes. Um, I'm also sharing, I, I think the Women Will team will soon share a link, a video link that I think you should watch, especially episode five. If starting is a thing you're struggling with, um, it would help. So thank you guys. This was fun. <laughs>